Welcome to the Light on Being podcast. I am the host, Claire Zavko. The Light on Being podcast is dedicated to growth and transformation through conscious talks and conversation. It is time to remember our value, step into our wholeness, and live life fully. Join me monthly on every full moon for practical techniques, radical insight, and conversations with entrepreneurs, teachers, healers, and spiritual leaders. I'm excited. Let's get started. All right. Welcome back to the Light on Beam podcast. I'm here today with Jennifer Panza. And before we introduce Jennifer, we'll start with our mindful minute. So wherever you're at, get comfortable. As long as you're not driving, you can close your eyes and just settle. And if you're walking, pause for a moment. And just settle into wherever you are. Feel your seat or your feet in contact with the earth. And feel your lower body beneath you and what you're seated on. Allow the spine to be long. Let the shoulders draw back. Allow the heart to lift. And soften the face, soften the shoulders, the jaw. Take a deep breath in. Deep breath out. Two more conscious breaths on your own. And allow your awareness to expand, noticing the sounds wherever you are. The presence of anyone else, any other people, any other beings, any pets. Notice the scent, the temperature, and any light. And when you're ready, open your eyes and come into this space. So here I am with Jennifer Panza, and I'm so excited that you are here with us today. Oh my gosh, thank you so much for having me on the Light on Being podcast. It's such an honor and a pleasure to be here. I got that message from you, and I just lit up. So thank you for having me. Yes, of course. It's an honor. And Jennifer, when I think of you, you're someone that I am so always inspired by, and I feel empowered being around you. And seeing your leadership and your growth and how that you really follow your dreams and you've created the life that you want and you live it like you are a living example of the teachings and of an evolutionary lifestyle so thank you for being a teacher to me a mentor to me and most importantly a friend oh my gosh gosh i'm gonna just cry we're already like one minute in i'm like meditated i've got the feely thing i'm like oh my gosh i love this this is why i'm here is like you mean just amazing thank you for allowing me to be in that spot in your life and thank you for teaching me and gosh i would have probably been sued like 20 times already if it wasn't for (laughs) you and some awesome contracts and every everything that you bring to the table is absolutely so inspiring as well so like i'm on your podcast by the way (laughs) thank you so really awesome to be here thank you so what i want to talk about today and one of the biggest lessons i've learned from you is value and understanding that I have value and then being able to charge a price for that value and being confident in creating new ideas and having a price behind it. 
Um, and, and you've taught me that through the workshops you've done and just through our interaction. So one of the stories that I remember that you shared from the beginning was like how you started your very successful private yoga business. And there's many yoga teachers, teachers out there, but you really made yourself really distinctive by starting this private yoga business and flourishing very quickly. Like, can you get into that and how that began and how you realized your value through that process? That's a great question. And yeah, it was a very interesting story. And I love that this, the topic of value, because this is something that I love to talk about all the time. And anyone who is um, being mentored by me, that's topic number one, usually, is that value component. So um, I'm really happy to speak on this. So for me, when I very first started teaching yoga, well, I didn't realize that I was even good enough to teach yoga, number one. So I had no clue, like, what I was doing basically. So when you're just starting out, you don't know your value because you think you have no value because you don't know what you're doing, which to a certain degree is true, right? So I taught a lot of classes for free when I very first started. And um, I started my first privates at like $30 or something a class. And that was just me getting my feet wet. And then once I figured out that I could do it and I got my systems figured out, I, I realized, oh my gosh, there's so many there's so much opportunity in the world of private yoga and so much money out there. What am I doing charging $30 uh, an hour? And that's when I also realized that I had to pay my bills. <laughs> like when the end of the month was coming up and I was like, oh, my rent is like $1,500. It was at the time. How am I going to pay this rent? Um, at a $30 a class situation, I was going to have to teach more yoga classes than I was able to actually do physically in a day in order to pay just my rent, not including phone bill, car bill, uh, my Whole Foods bill, which was, you know, I like to eat there and not at, um, where was I eating at the time? I was so broke. I was like going to Poya Tropical every day and I would just get rice, (laughs) like rice and beans with like, I would go to the salsa bar and just like load up the salsa bar because I had no money and it was just... Um, so I, I did some math and I realized that my life wasn't, it wasn't sustainable the way that I was living and even a salaried position that I was on prior to that, I think I was making like 26 or 30,000, somewhere in that range. Um, when I very first started as basically like an intern kind of a position and that, that to me, that salary wasn't sustainable because I wasn't, I wasn't able to make ends meet and live not even like live like the life that I wanted to live. Like that wasn't even on the table. It was just like live a life in <laughs> South Beach. So for me, that was very motivating. And, and, and down here, especially like people, you see the money all around you and it's in your face all the time. I mean, people are driving crazy expensive cars. Like you look at any real estate and you see how much it's worth. And it's like, oh my gosh, $500,000 for an apartment minimum, a million dollars for an apartment. Like, holy cow, in order to be bringing in that kind of money, these people have to have money and they have to, in order to spend that kind of money, right? So so once I was aware that there was actually abundance out there because a lot of the people in the circles and the people that I was hanging out with were not people that had that kind of money. It was just like, you know, my friend that also had the same, you know, $15 an hour job or whatever. So. Once I started realizing that there actually was money out there and that it was available to me and I started that private business, 
um, you know, I just did some market research and realized, you know, a, a massage at a regular spa in the area is like 125 for an hour. And if you want to get, uh, you know, even your nails getting done, your nails is like $90. It's like, and then thinking to myself, okay, so what is, what is the value of a private yoga class in someone's life? Is it more, worth the same as a massage or more than a manicure? Um, duh, like for sure. Like, and I think about what the value of yoga brought, was brought to my life and that was just group classes. And to me, that value was even higher than, um, than, than what I was even thinking of charging. Right. So, um, as I was going through that process of just seeing what the possibilities were, I realized that I could actually create a business, which is much more sustainable than I had even previously thought. Now, in the beginning, I didn't believe that I was worth what I could be charging. I had to work my way up to that, but I knew I knew there was potential and I knew it was possible and I knew that I didn't want to go back to waiting tables and I didn't want to sit behind a desk for the rest of my life and I knew in my heart that I had something to offer um, in my unique way that someone would find valuable. And so... I, I just listened to that heartbeat and listened to that pull, that heartstring that was literally like lifting me into this new life. And you just, I just felt it, you know, every time I would, I was waiting tables part time and, and uh, whenever I would go into my shift and when things would get weird, it was just like, felt like someone was literally like, remember the old snuffers on the candle? Yeah. Like back when you were a kid. I don't even know if they have them anymore because everything is like LED candles now. <laughs> we don't even have real candles. But this, the snuffer, you know, it was like it was like putting my light out. And I just started paying attention to to that happening in my life. And I thought, gosh, if I'm getting paid, you know, like, okay, survivable money as a waitress. And like, that's like a basic level of value that you're providing. Here I have this whole other skill set that is massively transformative for people in their lives. Why shouldn't I be able to do that and make a decent, have a decent life with that, but with a massive contribution? Yeah, and, and that's so beautiful that you have this realization. There's abundance out there, and that's an important realization for anyone on the path. Like, life is abundant. Everything is abundant. So we get to practice and step into that and tune into that. And so how do you go from, you have this amazing realization, life is shifting. How do you go from that and turn it into an actual tangible business? How do you start? Where do you begin? And you. The, yeah, that's a, great, that's a great question. So I would just say the first thing is how much, you, you have to work backwards, right? So how much do you need to make in order to live your current life and not drown? right? That's like, what's the break even point? So you need to total up all your bills and then you need to reverse that. So if it's, you know, $1,000 a month, $5,000 a month, $10,000 a month, whatever it is, um, that's your bottom denominator. And then you need to figure out how much you want to work or how often you want to work. And then you need to figure out how much you need to charge per hour in order to make that happen. So for me, when I first started, I, I knew that I needed to make like at least $40,000 to afford my lifestyle at that time. So then I had to work backwards and say, okay, so if I wanted to only work, you know, 50 weeks per month, then how much would I need to make per week? And if I wanted to work, you know, five days a week, 
how many and only, you know, how many ever hours, how many, how many yoga classes would I need to teach in order to make that happen? So once I had that like kind of ballpark number, then it was like, okay, let me work backwards and see how many clients then I need to attract and how much do I need to charge them in order for all of this math to work out. So more or less it's a math equation, but really before the math can actually happen, you have to believe that you can do it on your own and you have to believe that you can not only attract that abundance but receive it and that you can manifest it in your own life. So before any of the actual steps take place, it's always that energy behind it. It's that inception of, I believe it's possible. I believe it's possible. And I remember very clearly the day that I I was in my yoga teacher training and I drove by like one of the big apartment buildings and I was like, oh my gosh, I should do private yoga. Like, look at how many apartment building, how many apartments there are there. It's a nice apartment complex. And I was like, even if I had like two clients, I bet you I could make so much more than I could at a studio. And how awesome would that be? Because in my head, I'm motivated. I'm an Enneagram 7. I don't know if anyone does Enneagram, but just to give you background. But we're very like driven based on pleasure and by fun so my whole thing was that I wanted to teach yoga but I really didn't like teaching in a studio because that means that I had to be inside and I was like yoga is union is union with nature is self like why are we doing it inside we need to be outside where the wind is blowing and we can see the we can interact with the birds and you know the little lizard that comes up on your mat or whatever teachers come come to us so for me I was highly motivated by the fact that I wanted to be outside so that was like and it was just like I had this epiphany I was like oh my gosh this is possible so whatever it is whether you're starting a yoga business or Reiki business or a healer or any entrepreneur the first thing is to to know that your dream is possible and I would say that's true for anyone and and then so you know that now, how do you still get your first client? Like, what happened for you when you got your first private yoga client? Well, so when I believed that I could, then I just started telling people that I was, <laughs> right? That's like the first thing. It's like, hey, what's up? Like, how are you? It's like, oh, good, just building my private yoga business. Like, I don't have a business and there's nothing happening, but like, it's an idea, but it's in progress, you know? Mm. And just letting people know. And then um, letting people know that I was accepting students. I'm like, oh yeah, hey, if you don't have anyone needs private yoga I am your girl like I am starting this private yoga business and it's gonna be amazing I love teaching I love being outside it's great we can go to the beach pull up pull out our yoga mats you know sunrise sunset it's so magical change your life and then it's like all of a sudden you have clients so um, so you know it was that and it was a lot of thinking of who who was who is the ideal person that I want to work with and how can I connect with that person and um whether it was an introduction or someone that I already knew um you know obviously the person has to have a decent amount of disposable income to be paying you know 100 200 dollars for a yoga class it's a very particular person that's going to be interested in that so I had to narrow in who that person was and really um and find them and ask for them and call them into my life. And that was a very, 
that energy is a very, like I said, I had to believe that they were out there. I had to believe that there are people that wanted to, that were looking for me at that exact moment and that they were, they were like, I was just calling them in. They were looking for me and I was looking for them. And once that prayer is sent out to the universe, then the universe can actually respond and, and answer that prayer. So beautiful. Yeah. When you, when you're that clear, then the clarity is reflected back that people just show up and they're, they don't even know why, but they just want and need private yoga. And there you are. And there you are. <laughs> but it all comes back to that belief because if the belief is wavering, like if you're like, oh, I don't know. I don't know if I should do it. I don't know if I can. I don't know if I should. I don't know if it'll, it's okay. Like, is it okay? Am I good enough? It's like all of this uncertainty, which is inevitable at some point because we're human. So that, if that's happening to you, it's normal. And also you have to like control all delete that and overwrite it because that mixed signal is causing the forced application to like, it's, it's causing a shutdown in the, in the computer system and the universe doesn't know what to send you when it's getting mixed signals. Like you can't have two programs running, the same program running at the same time and you're gonna get different results. So I don't know if that made any sense at all, probably not. But what I'm saying is, is that you, you know, when you're, you have to be really clear on the belief before anything and belief in yourself and, and deciding. It's more of a decision than anything. It's like, I'm doing this and I don't care what it's gonna take to get there, but I'm doing it. And it's that determination and belief that will get you there so that you can override all of the other system failures and <laughs> self-doubt and troubles that are gonna come up because that's gonna happen. So like if you, you know, approach someone and you're like, hey, I'm doing private yoga. And they're like, oh, who does private yoga? Like, what is it? And then you're like, oh my gosh, no one even knows what private yoga is. And like, I don't know, maybe this isn't the right thing. Maybe I'm not on the right track. Maybe I'm not good enough. Maybe I, maybe I need to get my 500 hour. That's the most common one that I hear. Do not go and get another teacher training just because you think you need more training before you teach. That's absurd. Somewhere out there, someone doesn't know anything about yoga and doesn't even know how to sit or do dower dog. And you can certainly teach them that. So, you know, it's like deciding and believing and then figure out the doing as you go along. And you're not going to know what to, it's going to get messy and you just have to keep that determination. Yeah, I think that's huge that we all have these moments where we're inspired from a moment of creativity or inspiration or whatever it may be. And then we're, we're feeling it's our path, we're committing to that path, and we're, we're in, we're soliciting, we're meeting people, we're networking, and it's going great for a week, for two weeks, maybe a month, but then there's just that day that it like all falls apart, like everyone's rejecting you, and then it's like, then what do you do? And then there's the confusion, is this really what I'm meant to do? Is this really my path? Yeah. So it's like, what do you do in that breakdown moment? How do you really stay steadfast to your path when you feel like maybe it's not your path even though you thought it was you know like what and and not only what do you do in that moment but what practices do you use to support yourself on those moments when the self-doubt arises in that moment when it seems so hard to stay committed to the path sure i can think of a specific moment when i was on the floor of my apartment the last day of the month and i couldn't afford my rent and i was full tears because i had just gone on a vacation and my clients had disappeared and I had no clue how I was going to catch up on all of that. And I was like a full meltdown. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna have to go back to like 
I'm gonna have to get a side hustle. This isn't working out. I'm not good enough as a teacher. Like, what's wrong with me? It was all of these things going through my head. So that's real and will happen. So if you're out there in the world, any entrepreneur will tell you this is like, there's moments you have to just peel yourself off the bathroom floor. And that's part of the process. And that's what, that's what I was saying about the determination to, to override that. And in those moments when it's hard, you, you know, when you get really quiet, you have to remember why did you start doing this in the first place? Why did you, why did you decide to become a yoga teacher? What was the motivating factor behind that? Can you imagine your life not living and not doing this? Like for me, it was no possible way that I could live my life and not be a yoga teacher because of the remarkable impact that it had on my life. And it checked off everything in every box for me that was, that was the life that I wanted to create. So that's the other thing is like, is the, is the thing that you're doing exactly what you want to create in your life? Because everything that you do will have a certain ripple effect or a certain, you know, like a rock when you throw in the water, it has a wave. That, that results in something. So you want to think like if, if, if you're unclear if something is your path, the question I would ask you is do you like the ripple that you see? Mm-hmm. Do you like the ripple that you see? Because if the ripple that you see when you're doing your best work lights you up and you know and you feel in your heart that this is correct and true, then you have to do it. Like you have to. <laughs> Sorry bad news, but you have to rise up. Like you have to do it. Like you're the one that got picked like in Lord of the Rings. Like, sorry, you have the, (laughs) you're the one, you know, you got, you're the one that has to climb up the mountain. And that's great because then, you know, and the, and the hardest part is that knowing it's that belief and that connecting. Cause you know, stuff's going to happen. People are going to, be haters. They're going to tell you it's a stupid idea. They're going to tell you you can't make any money. I was mortified to tell people. I'm like, here I am. I have this great degree. I have so many talents and like, I'm going to be a fitness instructor. It's like just watching people throw up in their mouth, you know, and you have to be willing to see that and, and know that that calling in your heart and believe it so much that you're willing to do what it takes to pull yourself off of the floor and make it happen because you can't imagine any other way to be. Yes. And, you know, run through those scenarios. Like, okay, great. Do I want to go work at a bank? No. Okay. I My other option was to work at a paper selling company like Dunder Mifflin. Like, literally, I would be the paper <laughs> salesman. I'm like, no, that doesn't really align with my long-term life vision and the impact and my the legacy and who I want to be leaving this earth and every day I want to live a life where I f- have meaningful connections and I am in love with with how I am and what I do and have complete freedom in, in that and you know for me teaching yoga and um, educating with the essential oils and leading mentoring people is like it's all, all my day is like having conversations like this it's the coolest thing on the planet and to me, it's, it's everything. So I've never wavered in that once I found that, that quiet space and I could truly listen to, you know, why am I here? What, what am I doing in the earth? Like, what, what can I possibly provide as a service to other human beings? And, you know, this is, this is it for me. So 
Yeah. Um, those are some good questions that you can ask yourself if you're finding yourself confused as what, where do you go next? What do you do? Are you doing the right thing? Yeah, and, and when one is now understanding their purpose, stepping into their purpose, living their path, and creating this lifestyle, what are additional just tangible practices that you use daily and just little things that you use to support you to keep you centered and, and on that path? Sure. Well, there's about a thousand things that I do. <laughs> um, one of which is probably the one that I've had the longest, which my husband always like makes fun of me for. <laughs> but in our in my bathroom, I have a little, it's like one of those things you get from Whole Foods. It's like a card and it says... Um, and I put it in a frame, so it's not so ghetto. Um, but it says every every famous author, musician, business mogul, every single one of them started as nothing. Mm. And so every day when I would go to the bathroom, take a shower, come out, I would look at that. And I remember myself and remind myself that if I wanted to be someone, I had to create it because no one started as the person that they we see in the, in the end, you know? Like, I am I could have just been another random waitress if I decided not to follow my dream. And not saying there's anything wrong with being a waitress. There's phenomenal people that are, that's their purpose, is to be dedicated to service of food, which is amazing and a beautiful experience, but I knew that wasn't my calling. So every day I would look at that, and that was a really great reminder. I still look at it. I still have it. I won't throw it away because because we're always growing, and I think we have to remind ourselves that who we're growing into is what we decide, and we only get to that place because we align and we remember that we have to build it. We have to build ourselves. We have to create the person that we want to become because that's a it's a momentary process. It's, a, it's an evolution every single time that we, we have the opportunity to push and grow, that's how we create ourselves. So like even before we were just doing this podcast, you know, it's like doing things that make your stomach tingle like a little bit or like you're like, hmm, I'm like, this is not, I don't feel totally in my comfort zone. That's like the, those are the things that you want to keep following because it's hard. It's different. It's outside of what you're used to doing, and that means there's something there for you. And the dangerous place, I think, is once we get into that comfort zone. Then it's like, okay, now you, you need a new you need a new project. Like you've already passed third grade. It's time to go. Like what's in fourth grade? Like let's go a little deeper and let's try some things a little different. And um, so, um, doing. So that is, is like a morning reminder. I'm a huge fan of just reminders all the time, everywhere. Um, of course, my yoga and meditation practice is instrumental in this. Um, I think when we do really hard poses on the mat, we remind ourselves that we can do really hard things in life. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, really challenging yourself in your physical poses is phenomenal. Um, the other thing in, in meditation, if you're really working with the chakras, chakra balancing, and you're going through each of the chakras and you're saying a positive statement through each of the chakras, um, you know, you're gonna align very easily in a state of flow. So, you know, I'm safe is a great one for the root. And then I'm creative and I, um, I receive abundance for the second sacred chakra. These are things I say to myself all the time 
Third chakra, I'm powerful. I can create the life that I want. So simple. Heart, I'm compassionate. I, I'm a compassionate, loving being. You know, I speak my truth. Fifth, right? I, in six, I see beyond what is in front of me. I'm incredibly intuitive. And I'm connected. I'm a divine connected being for the crown. Just basic. I mean, that's so simple. It took 10 seconds, not even, to say those. So that those things are always going through my head. And then I also, um, I believe that our yoga practice is not just on our mat, but in our life. So um, I do everything to make sure that I stay in a good mindset. And it's not always easy. Like it's sometimes we're, we're looking for reasons of why we are horrible and why we're failing and why we suck and why we'll never be able to do it. And if you're asking yourself those questions, you will find those reasons. Like, oh, I'm just why am I so bad at being a yoga teacher? Like, why am I so bad at getting clients? Like, your brain will think of 30,000 reasons why you suck. It will always prove itself right. Correct. So it's like, we got to ask better questions. It's like, why, like, how can I attract clients? What do I need to do today to set myself up for success? So it's, it's, it's watching the brain, watching what you're thinking and what your tendencies are, and then redirecting them into a positive thought process so um i use a lot of essential oils too of course um so i will figure out you know what if i have a reoccurring issue that's happening i'll create like a special blend that's that's working for that so for my speaking of value um two actually three oils that i'll recommend is the first one is wild orange um, for positivity and abundance the wild orange tree is the most abundant of all of the plants in nature, perhaps, um, one single orange tree can produce up to 500 pounds of oranges. Wow. Which is a fun fact. Mm. So that's abundance. And if you're ever, you know, if you smell it, if you're around it, maybe even now your mouth is watering as you're hearing us talk about oranges, right? It's, it's, uh, it has a really happy, palpable experience when you're smelling it and when you're putting it on. Um, and that just reminds us and that anchors in that you're calling in abundance. So the act of putting the oil on, smelling it, rubbing it on my second chakra is reminding me to call that in. Um, and then for the third chakra, I like the cypress and um, lemon as a blend. So working with a digestive system, purification, power, but from a grounded and rooted place. So I love to diffuse that combination, three drops of each more or less, and then rubbing them on my solar plexus as well. Um, of course, neither of those I use before I go in the sun because they're photosensitive. But, uh, you know, if I'm just at the house or before I practice, um, especially if I'm feeling bloated and not really proud of myself or I didn't do the whole list of things that I said I was going to do the day before or, you know, there's a million reasons why we can be, be hard on ourselves. But the, those are probably the main things that I do. Um, the other thing I would say is, as I talk to people about it, like I realize, like once I, if I tell someone like what I'm hung up on or what I'm afraid of, it's hysterical. <laughs> like, it's funny how it just vanishes because they're like, really? Like what is wrong with you? And I'm like, I don't know, actually that's so stupid, isn't it? It's like, it's like when we say it to ourselves in our head, it's totally legitimate and it's like a giant bear chasing us. And then as soon as it comes out of our mouth, it's like. Oh, not a big deal. Also thinking about the worst case scenario. It's like, okay, so you're afraid of going up and asking that person to do business with you. 
Okay, so what's the worst thing that's going to happen? Like, worst case scenario. They say no. They say no. And or, like, maybe they, like, throw a coffee in your face. <laughs> but I'm like, I know that they would not do that, probably, because I would never say something that's that offensive. But even if they did, let's just say they, like, pushed me over and, like, poured coffee on me. Like, would I be okay? <laughs> yeah. I'd be fine. You'd be fine, right? So I think it's, um, it's, it's like, in that scenario, again, it sounds so ridiculous that it's like, I'm not even, you're not even afraid anymore because you're like, oh, they're going to say no, and then I'm going to move on with my life. Like, who cares? So that's what I do. That's great. Yeah, I, I think that's so important that knowing your value isn't just a split second. It's actually choosing to continually know it and be it and live it every single day. So all the practices you share are so important to surround oneself and yourself with these practices to maintain your value as life brings its ups and downs and challenges and easy moments to have those supportive practices. And also what you were sharing about um, how you feel you couldn't not do this path that you're doing now. Mm -hmm. You know, I feel the exact same way. And so it's so beautiful with this really stepping into who one is there's the aspect of creating it and refining it and then also the aspect of meeting like meeting who we really are Mm -hmm. that when we're really stepping into who we are we get goosebumps like because we're meeting it and I feel the same way about teaching like I could not not teach it just has to happen and so I think there's something there that as one's contemplating their value and contemplating their path and their purpose there is just something that lights each one of us up differently mm-hmm. and when that when that light is on it can't go off it just can't nope no right? snuffers allowed yeah exactly <laughs> well you feel it and that's the thing too is like you feel it so this would be my other thing is like do you feel in your power because when you're doing what you're supposed to be doing and you're charging what you're supposed to be charging you will feel so on fire like you will be like you know this girl is on fire yeah I mean you'll be like singing it like your whole body will be tingling like you will know it is the right thing because you'll be so excited and as soon as it's not that's when you need to change your direction up your price or shift something in in what you're doing so you know pay attention to your body because your body will tell you exactly what is aligned and what is correct that's beautiful. Do you have any visualizations that you do to reflect on your value or any type of internal meditation to really reflect and sit and ground in your value? And if so, do you want to lead us through something? Sure. Oh, yeah. Well, I can just put us on the spot like that for sure. <laughs> um, great. So you can just go ahead and close your eyes and sit up nice and tall. Unless you're driving, as was stated in the beginning. Please don't do that if you're driving. But if you are driving, you can just keep your eyes open and just imagine in the back of your head this scenario. So as you focus on your breath, you can just start to imagine yourself five, ten years from now and start to notice what your life looks like. Thinking about Maybe where you live. Maybe what your morning routine looks like. An ideal world. Allowing you to anchor in and dream a little. And looking at your future self, your future life. Thinking about what does your daytime look like? 
What kind of car are you driving? Are you wearing yoga pants? Are you wearing high heels? Are you wearing flip-flops? Is your hair full of salt from being in the ocean? Or are you wearing a hat because you're snowboarding all day? Are you, you know, we want to really visualize yourself looking at exactly who you might become. And this person is familiar, but you may not fully recognize this version of yourself. And thinking to yourself, how does this person feel? Is this person happy? Is this person filled with joy? And as you draw into that emotion of bliss, start to see who that person is interacting with. Is it a loved one, a spouse, siblings, children, friends? Who is surrounding this future version of you? And as you start to visualize and get a clearer picture of this person, start to see what this person is doing on a day-to-day basis. You can see this future self working. Are they in an office? Are they driving in a car? Are they in a particular place? Are they doing a particular thing? Are they on the computer? And as you start to notice and observe this person, this future self, this workspace, again, start to draw in a feeling of accomplishment, a feeling of power. Allowing this future self and this version of you to be incredibly satisfied with this work that they are doing. And then start to notice what is this future self? What do they do on a daily basis to create this life? Is there a particular routine? Is there a particular flow that allowed this person to arrive at this state? And now imagine you this image of your future self in this workplace that you are imagining right now imagine that it gets really clear it gets crystal crystal clear so you can imagine that there's actually a door 
leading into this workplace of your future self. And just start to notice what does that door look like? How big is the door? What color is the door? And as you start to approach this door, as you start to put your hand on the handle, you hear this voice inviting you in. And as you start to open the door and start to walk in, perhaps you notice any smells in the room, any music perhaps that's playing. And your future self looks up from whatever task they were doing and stands up and starts to run over to greet you. And your future self is so excited to see you, has just been waiting as it is thrilled to finally connect with you. And your future self just gives you this huge giant hug, big bear hug. And as you embrace, you take a few deep breaths allowing yourself to rise into the excitement of connection. And your future self invites you to take a seat in this masterful workspace. And as your future self invites you to sit down to have an important conversation. Your future self invites you to ask any questions to help you get clarity on how this future version of you got to where they are now. you ask your future self, what is the one thing that I need to do to create this life that I see you have, that I know is possible for me? allowing your future self to give you any other advice and allowing yourself to fully listen and receive asking your future self one last question. 
What am I worth? Just taking a moment to share a connection, a moment, a final appreciation with your future self. Thank your future self for sharing this wisdom and this knowledge which is always within you. Thanking your future self for giving the clarity and the vision of what this workspace can look like if you heed the advice which has been given to you. And just as easily and quickly as you came, you can start to walk towards that door And gently shutting the door, you can start to leave this world behind, this world that is so close to you now, knowing that you can access this world, this life, whenever you need to remember. You can just imagine yourself going down some stairs. Coming back into awareness of the present moment, the present time. Feeling your breath, feeling your body. Noticing how you feel in this moment. Just taking a few breaths, being here with your physical body in the present moment. Allowing your awareness to rest right on the tip of your nose. You can feel the tongue press to the roof of the mouth. Feel a gentle lifting of the pelvic floor, activating Mulavanda. Taking a huge deep breath in, receiving all the lessons in this connected space. Take a long deep breath. And a nice big exhale out of the mouth. One more time like that, breathing in, receiving. And exhale, letting go. One more time, breathing in the possibility of this future life. And exhale, letting go. And taking your time, slowly start to blink the eyes open. Allowing us to connect back into 
this moment. Thank you. Thank you, Jen. Thank you. So beautiful. Thank you so much. Thank you for your time and wisdom and experiences. And if someone wanted to reach out to you or connect or learn more about your offerings, how's the best way to do that? Great question. So I would love to connect if anything in this podcast resonates with you out there. Um, connect with me probably the easiest, fastest way is through Instagram. Um, it's just my name, at Jennifer Panza, um, P-A-N-S-A. Uh, also head to my website, jenniferpanza.com. Uh, tons of information there. Um, I have, if you are a yoga teacher, I have a free private yoga Facebook group that's all about supporting private yoga teachers to success. And I have an online eight-week program to uh, help yoga teachers reach their, reach their own value and get that process started with me as a mentor. Um, I also have a the thriving doTERRA essential oils education business um, and mentor people through that as well. And I just love to teach yoga and hang out with people too. So lots of ways to connect with me. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Jen. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me, Claire. See you next time. See you next time. Thank you for listening to the Light on Being podcast. Like all things in time, this is an evolving living thing as we discover our wholeness and light together. I'm excited that you're along for the journey and I would love to connect with you. You can reach out to me on Instagram at Light on Being. Send me a message with any comments or questions and they may be addressed on an upcoming episode. If you enjoyed today's podcast, the highest compliment that one can give is to share the episode with a friend or leave a review. Make sure to look up at the full moon and see her bright, radiant light. She is fully being.